This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. I know most stock investors are scared right now with this downturn that is very volatile and seemingly does not have an end. Stocks that were sure things are down big, stocks like Boeing and Exxon that many people thought they would never see a 20% or more pullback are now seeing that. So nothing is completely safe. And everybody has the same questions. When will the selling end? Where is the bottom? When do you buy again? Any stock ideas I gave you last week or the week before or the week before that or this week are probably going to be down further. And it's very hard psychologically to be dollar cost investing here, as many of you now know, um, because you're you're freaking out. You're experiencing the difficulties of watching a market that continues to decline and has not seemingly bottomed. So a couple things on today's episode I wanted to go over. We are going to hear from um, Warren Buffett himself. Again, I keep bringing him up, but he's always good to check in on for some sanity when the market seems insane. And um, just a few other like little tidbits of things that I've picked up along the way when I, we've dealt with big downturns like this that are event-driven, so to speak. So the financial crisis is probably the last event-driven. Well, maybe 2011's downturn was also event-driven because that's when our debt was being downgraded. We had the Eurozone and Greek crisis, and that seemed very headline-driven as well. So let's say 2011 and then 2008, 2009 uh, were the last big event-driven declines. And so those are always behave a little bit differently because you literally are waiting for the next, you know, um, headline, literally, to move the markets. And that is moving the markets right now. So the first uh, kind of advice I would give you is, and this is the basic one and everybody's been talking about it already, is that cash is king. When you have this kind of volatile market, if you've got cash, you have you have the firepower to get deals. So nothing wrong with having cash and just waiting, waiting a little bit longer on it. Have patience because on this kind of market, it's unlikely, even though we've seen these big swings where stocks are up over a thousand points or more on the Dow, and then suddenly it seems maybe that was the bottom, probably isn't going to be. And um, if you deploy some of your cash, then you're going to have you know, obviously less to get deals later. So I don't feel like we've seen the capitulation yet, even though there've been some 90% down days now. Um, I just don't feel like it's been a complete washout yet. I know hard to believe, but so keep some cash on hand. And if you've got some cash, you have a lot of room to maneuver. And then what I just said, it might be too early to buy some certain areas because there is no bottom. That's the second strategy. Um, certainly in energy, now that we have this oil price war going on, it's not just about a global slowdown on energy side. They literally are trying to push the price of crude lower here, um, the Saudis and the Russians, various, a few other 
actors out in OPEC. So um, too early maybe to buy the energy stocks too. Um, and that's a little dubious as well. But keep dollar cost averaging into your retirement accounts or any other kind of account you just send money to every month. It might be an IRA. It just might be your savings. You can um, just, you know, keep sending it over there, that's hard to do if we haven't bottomed and continue to slide. And don't look at it if it's a long-term type of portfolio. Uh, Just send the money into whatever you were sending it into before all this and buy at uh, lower levels because that's what you're doing and you're buying on sale. So keep that in mind. You're getting some stocks on sale. That's a good thing. Uh, another strategy is, and we t- I talked about this with John Blank, our chief ex- uh, chief strategist here at Zach's on uh, the Market Edge podcast, where we talked about whether or not the coronavirus is going to bring a recession. He said uh, just the simple uh, strategy, don't be a genius. <laughs> like You don't have to be, right? Everything is selling off. Everything is getting cheaper. Uh, so you can just buy the indexes. That's an easy kind of strategy, right? You don't, you're not trying to pick which stocks are bottoming, who's going to be winners or losers here. You're buying a diversified portfolio if you're buying the major indexes. And what are some of the uh, ones you could look at? The Vanguard S&P 500 index, the VOO. I own this one. It has low... um, Expense ratios, almost nothing. I haven't looked to see what it is, but it's very low. It's the Vanguard one. There's others that you can do for the S&P 500 too. Any of them will work. Some of the value ones uh, I've talked about in the past, but Vanguard small cap value is VBR, and that just hit new lows. So if you've been dollar cost averaging it, um, I own that one too. I've dollar cost averaged it over the couple of years. And so I'm going to be deploying some money into that to dollar cost average again on these new lows. And another one, if you just want value without the small cap from Vanguard, is just VB, the Vanguard Value ETF, VB, V is in Victor, B is in Boy, is the ticker there. And you can um, just buy all of value. And there's other ETFs on the value side. Uh, you might want to take a look at some of the growth ones too. I've talked about those because those have pulled back as well. So you don't have to limit yourself just to value when stocks go on sale. But index funds are easy here. So don't be a genius. And along those lines, take a look at some of those big caps that are the sure things. Now, both Boeing and Exxon that I mentioned earlier, Boeing is BA, Exxon is XOM. Boeing uh, has the issues with the the MAX. It has real issues with earnings. And now you have the airline industry in trouble and trying to defer the purchase of other types of planes like 787s from Boeing right now. They're... Uh, You know, so there are some real business issues with Boeing other than coronavirus and now the oil price war and everything else going on. So keep these things in mind when you're looking at some of the large caps to buy. Exxon, obviously involved in the oil price war here in a big way and record low prices on nat gas as well. And their chemical side could get hit if we see a demand issue in the economy as well. So... Don't just think because these were the safe ones and you're getting the decline um, that 
you know, you should rush into all the big caps. Think about FANG here. A lot of the FANGs have pulled back. They're not quite as cheap as some of these other stocks, but look for the FANGs that have um, great um, cash on hand. So um, some of those, and this isn't even a FANG, I'm about to say Microsoft, I own it in my own personal portfolio. I bought some last year, and uh, so I haven't even been in it that long. And they still are paying that dividend. They have plenty of cash on hand to withstand the shock to their business of having everybody working from home, um, disruptions in whatever happens with their customers, because hopefully this is all just temporary of a quarter or two quarters. So if you get a pullback here, Microsoft somewhat on sale. It was a little pricey here going into this whole event. So I don't know when it will bottom or if it already has, but it's holding up better than some of the others. So Microsoft MSFT is the ticker there. Some of these big tech names uh, have the cash on hand, obviously. Apple is another one. It's pulled back. It does have the issue with its Chinese factories being down. We all know what could happen to earnings here, too, also on the short term. But AAPL, ticker there for Apple, um, it, too, got expensive going into this. So it's going to take a lot more before it gets down to the value level for me. I do not own Apple. But again, it's got a lot of cash on hand. So look for good balance sheets. Look to buy the best in a sector. Don't um, don't buy the company that was already struggling going into this. So we know, for instance, on retail, which retailers were struggling. Well, if everyone is, uh, you know, social distancing or staying at home for a couple of weeks, they may not be going to somewhere like a JCPenney or even ordering online from a JCPenney right now. So where will they be or where will they be once this is all over? Think of those companies on the retail side who have the hot brands and uh, get in there when those are on sale. So that's what uh, some strategies that are helpful when you have an event-driven sell-off like we're seeing right now. But again, I'm not saying it's the lows for any of these stocks, not yet. And none of us will really be able to predict the lows. The market is forward-looking. It will start to recover well ahead of the coronavirus recovery, to be honest. But that's usually when there's some certainty um, about when that recovery might be. And we're not quite at that level yet, uh, certainly in the United States, but um, even in Europe, as the um, crisis seems to be gaining a little bit of momentum there, unfortunately. So uh, these are some things to keep in mind. Now I'm switching over to Mr. Buffett because we do need to have a calm voice here. And while all this was going on, and I'm thinking of an event-driven market where it's just headline after headline, and it's hard and stressful for um, investors uh, to, to drown out the noise, this happened during the financial crisis too. And for those of you who are newer investors, or maybe you just weren't investing at all during those years, because that's a while ago now, 2008, 2009, um, it's good to know and to hear like a calm voice from back then for what is happening now. So 
a couple of people have been talking about uh, Buffett's op-ed in the New York Times from 2008 in recent days. And I think I've talked about it before on episodes of the Value Investor podcast, but it's good to talk about it again. So I printed it out again this morning. And uh, for those who haven't seen it, you can still... Google it and go read it on the New York Times site. It is dated October 16th, 2008. So just to confirm, this was actually before the stock market had several 7% or more down days. <laughs> Those were still to come. I think maybe it only had like one by the time he wrote this. There were still some more to come in like December, November, December of 2008. So um he was even writing this maybe a little bit early when the volatility still continued. Um, and it's called Buy American, I Am. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, even though it's not very long. It's only two pages, really. But a um, couple of the paragraphs are worth reciting here. So I'm going to read them as he wrote them because it could almost be like he's talking about what we're dealing with right now. So um, here's what he said. A simple rule dictates dictates my buying. Be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. And most certainly, fear is now widespread, gripping even seasoned investors. To be sure, investors are right to be wary of highly leveraged entities or businesses in weak competitive positions. But fears regarding the long-term prosperity of the nation's many sound companies makes no sense. These businesses will indeed suffer earnings hiccups, as they always have. But most major companies will be setting new profit records 5, 10, and 20 years from now. Let me be clear on one point. I can't predict the short-term movements of the stock market. I haven't the faintest idea as to whether stocks will be higher or lower a month or a year from now. What is likely, however, is that the market will move higher, perhaps substantially so, well before either sentiment or the economy turns up. So if you wait for the robins, spring will be over." So then he goes on to talk about the history of the big stock market sell-offs, um, the Depression. You had World War II. You had, um, you know, we've had uh, other recessions, including the Great Recession we just had. Um, but he's not including that one. But that is now included in his list. We did have oil shocks. Think of like the late 70s. We had a flu epidemic in uh, several of them, but certainly the 1917-18 flu epidemic. There was a resignation of a president, and now we've had two impeachment trials. Um, and yet, he says, the Dow rose from 66 to 11,497. This was in 2008. And now here we are well over 20,000, almost, you know, 25, 26,000. Heading towards 30,000 just uh, 12 years later after he wrote this. So that is something to keep in mind here um, as you are watching everything that is going on. What his news is, is that he was buying American stocks in, in October 2008. And he didn't know when the bottom was going to be. We don't know either. And actually, he got it really wrong, right? Because the bottom 
in the stock market did not happen until March 9th, 2009. So that's months, almost five months after he wrote this. Stocks continue to go down. That's why dollar cost averaging is helpful and can work if you're just doing it into your 401k or or any of your regular accounts. Um, but his idea of look to the long term and buy the best companies, not those who are already having financial problems. And if, uh, you know, credit seizes up or the customer decides not to show up for a month, they have real cash flow issues Buy the ones that won't have those issues. Sure, their earnings are going to be hit. Everybody's earnings are going to be hit. Um, this quarter, next quarter, and basically for the full year now. But the good companies survived that. They have survived it in the past. They've survived the 2008-2009 hit to earnings. They've survived earnings recessions we just had a couple of years ago, which uh, we already have had. So look for the ones that um, are the best and if you've got the cash, which he always hopes you do, <laughs> have some cash, then you can get in and move it into some of these things that um, are, you know, on sale. And then he kind of concludes by saying, and I know I've quoted out of this before, in waiting for the comfort of good news, they are ignoring Wayne Gretzky's advice. I skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it has been. I don't like to opine on the stock market. And again, I emphasize that I have no idea what the market will do in the short term. Nevertheless, I'll follow the lead of a restaurant that opened in an empty bank building and then advertised. Put your money where your mouth was. Today, my money and my mouth both say equities. And I guarantee you, he is looking around right now if he isn't already deploying money to deploy money. Um, and he's got plenty of it. 120 billion, I think, was the last level I saw sitting there waiting for a moment like this. So um, listen to Warren Buffett here because it's always some good advice. And again, we don't know if this is the bottom, but um, you know, you nobody's going to time it correctly. But buy the best companies, or just simply make a bet on American. Um, and the global economy really by buying the indexes. So let me recap some of the indexes and the stocks I kind of talked about. So there's um, Vanguard with the S&P 500 fund, VOO. We had Vanguard Value ETF, VB. The small cap values, which has really gotten hammered, is V as in Victor, B as in Boy, R as in Robert, VBR. That's one I own, but I've owned it for years in my own personal portfolio. Um, Boeing is BA if you want to keep it on a list and kind of watch it, but that kind of goes against what Buffett has been saying about buying the best right now. Exxon, similar, could have some issues there. XOM, uh, Microsoft, it's got plenty of cash, as we know. Um, MSFT, I do own that one. Apple, also got plenty of cash, got the big brand, and um, that's probably, uh, you know, Seeing some hit on the earnings, as they all are, like I said, but that's AAPL. And then think about other stocks and other industries that have gotten hit that are the best in their industries. Like I mentioned, some retailers. Think of the banks. John Blank and I talked about some of these stocks on our podcast as well. And again, don't 
you don't have to be a genius. We know kind of who the leaders are and have a diverse portfolio, add into several industries. You don't have to get all tricky and funny with like, you know, finding some obscure company that's really traded low. Um, they're all off. They're all on sale. It's just a matter of um, where do you deploy your money right now? So keep that cash ready and be ready to dive in. Um, maybe you already are. So that's good. You got a strong stomach. Um, but I feel like I'm going to be back again next week with some more advice here as we go along. But this too will pass. So we're all in it together. That's what I like to say. And um, as always, you want to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode here. I'm not sure what's going to happen if I'm being forced to work from home. I'm going to try to figure out a way to get the podcast out every week. So we're going to work on that here at SAC so that we can continue to bring uh, all the podcasts here as we're going forward here in case these uh, contingencies have to happen. But um, be sure to subscribe. We're going to be um, on Spotify. We're already over there. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on SoundCloud with the Market Edge. So go over there and listen to the podcast I just did with John Blank on the coronavirus and a recession. It's a real good one. I feel like you'll be more optimistic than you otherwise would be. So go check out that one and get the value investor there as well, but get us somewhere. And I'll see you again, hopefully, next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.